You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Sorry, what? What the spook lore. The thrilling conclusion of what the spook lore. <laughs> the final gauntlet. Series finale. Hopefully. Putting a wrap on what the spook lore. My name's Carmen, and I'm going to be the, the spooky storyteller today. I'm Gordy, and if this is not the spookiest story I have ever heard, I'm going to be really mad. I'm Tyler, and I'll be indifferent. Okay, I'm <laughs> glad I'm closer to Tyler then. I'm, I demand that this culminate in the scariest story I've ever heard. I have hunted and hunted and hunted, and it's hard to tell when you're just reading them alone how truly spooky they are. Also, Gordy, it's about the journey and not the destination. Right. Wrong. It's 100% <laughs> about the results. <laughs> On the process, I have plenty of scary stories for next year's October, so we can do like a, a haunted treehouse thing of our own. When we do what the boo lore Hope you forget that by next October. Mm-mm. Already stored away. Yep. It's locked in a chest that says do not open until October 31st. And it's full of apples, a boy's head, and <laughs> what the boo lore on a, <laughs> scrawled on a napkin. And some spare skin. <laughs> so what do you got? Sock it to us. Uh, today I'm going to be reading The Hermit House. It was between this one and another one, but I kind of went off of the idea of... A monster that may or may not still be out there. What was the Whoa, other one? Wait, hold on. What? It might be out there? Yeah. Like right now? Like behind you. Like listening? Probably. Waiting. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's too bad because this is what this is the story I put notes to. I don't see it on the mic. <laughs> so it's probably not that close. <laughs> I wouldn't or or the spook trilizer, which does double as monster detection. <laughs> wow. It just pulls all sorts of duty, doesn't it? Yeah, does whatever. That is a versatile machine. It's, I'm not I'm not picking anything up right now, so I think we're okay. All right. Uh, this is an Iroquois tale. I have two sources from it for it. Uh, the first one is Spooky New York, which is part of a series of ghostly fairy tales. And then I found it at the Book Nook. Our favorite source for random anthologies of fairy tales. And these are collected from where? Woody Allen. Uh, This particular collection is from New York, um, and Essie Schlosser is responsible for the retellings of these. Because he's retelling or The city or the country? The the state. Oh. (laughs) The sovereignty of New York. (laughs) The empire, as it's called. The city-state, really. Because it's a retelling, I wasn't sure where that falls on the authenticity scale. Um, it is in the anthropology section of the bookstore. <laughs> Good enough for me. And let's be honest, we're less a real folklorist than anybody we find in a bookstore. So <laughs> Good enough for government work. But I did find another source for it um, in the Iroquois Supernatural, which is edited by... Is that a... That's just a collection of supernatural... A newsletter? I think it's a book. It's on Google Books. Gotcha. Uh, I get the impression that they put books on rather than magazines or... Journals. Whatever. The scrawlings of 
a madman in the margins of a those can be published of a menu in a diner somewhere. JD yeah. JD Salinger was very respected. <laughs> he was. Uh, but Iroquois Supernatural is uh, edited by Michael Bastine and Mason Winfield. As far as Iron Thompson goes, none assigned to this one. It's not a very easy folk t- folk tale to find around places. Um, but it has elements of 313, the magic flight. It's not all the way there, but has a touch of it. Sprinkled in. Yeah. So just know that this takes place in the United States. Is this a cupboard-centric story? Uh, no. Okay. How tiny is the hermit? I, I'm not spoiling anything for you. <laughs> or I'm just saying I may have heard this story before. Or, or playing... Did you find... Did you find that one spooky? Was huh? that a spooky movie? That scared the crap out of me. What? The Indian in the cupboard? I haven't seen it in a long, long time. It's about tiny men. Yes. What's not scary about that? They can get in your nose. They could, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't what I was worried about in that movie. I need to learn more about your highly specific fear so that I can find the right <laughs> spooky tale. They're mostly nostril-based, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right, let's see how this one stacks up. Uh, Once there was an Iroquois hermit who insisted on observing an old and rarely observed burial practice when he died. The people of the nearby village honored this, and when he passed on, he was enshrined in a bark coffin in the loft of his house. And then they burned it to the ground. They did not, actually. Uh, That's not part of the custom. (laughs) And after his death, his lodge was abandoned. And it was in the woods, a little bit away from this village. Then, much later, a woman, her daughter, and her husband needed a place to stay for a little while. And the husband finds the abandoned lodge and says, Oh, this will be fine. Uh, But the woman's afraid to stay there because it was said by the nearby villagers that the hermit had, before his death, warned against having any woman or child stay in his house after his burial, or bad things might happen. Once was enough. He doesn't want them to find his sock. (laughs) In his bachelor pad. Or his Playboy subscription. Yeah. Under the mattress. So is this their version of clearing browser history? (laughs) Just... No one ever go in my house ever again. <laughs> well, people had stayed there before, mostly um, just hunters. All men mm-hmm. would stay there while hunting in the area because there was a lot of good game meat mm, around. He's cool with that. Yeah, he's chill with that, specifically women and children. No one in his mm-hmm. man cave. Yeah, this is a boys-only club. <laughs> hey. Uh, the husband thinks that this is a load of nonsense, and because... Well, he would. <laughs> no skin off his ass. Um, and because there's good hunting in the area, and it's a very convenient place to stay, so we're we're doing it. We're gonna stay there until we can build a house of our own. Get in that goddamn house! So, Why don't they just stay outside? Maybe it's cold. Set up a tent. Dig a hole. <laughs> I don't think that fixes cold. Holes? I mean, they do mm, a little bit. How good is your hole? <laughs> I mean, until unless you're digging a hole with a fireplace in it, it might be a little less comfortable than staying in this lodge. It's closer to the center of the earth. Spo- what? Less spooky, though. Perhaps. 
There could be snakes in there. Yeah, food. And spiders. Yum. All good. And and underground bats. Right on the fire. <laughs> yeah. They just fly out of a cavern and into the fire. <laughs> they eat them like popcorn chicken. Exactly. Well, they're going to stick with the spooky lodge that has a fireplace. and They're going to stick with the cabin in the woods. And a sleeping area that happens to have a corpse enshrined in it. You know, no big deal. Well, it's got a coffin. With a corpse inside of it. Yeah, but is it open casket? Or is it just a box? I think it's just a birch coffin. Yeah, so a Schrodinger's corpse. <laughs> there there, could there may or may not be a human body in this. Would you we have f- no way of knowing. How comfortable would you feel sleeping in a loft next to a coffin? As long as it's not open, I think I could manage. Because, mm. like I said, I'm not going to know what's in there. Whose coffin? That's just a hermit who once said, don't let women and children come in here after I die. Also, bury me in Am I house. a woman or a child in this scenario? Okay, I guess you're fine. <laughs> so they go to the house and they unpack their few things downstairs. And the husband goes out hunting. Uh, the wife has her daughter strapped to her back and refuses to be in the house without oh, her so husband. That, that kid is double screwed. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a girl. It's a girl baby. Girl baby, <laughs> tied to a woman. <laughs> so on, that, kid, that kid is not making it out of here alive. On the the Punnett Square of ghost victims <laughs> for this guy, like she's in the bottom right corner, double regressive. Uh, so she refuses to stay in the cottage and goes out gathering berries and and nuts and other roots, food, whatever. Um, Staying well away from the house until her husband returns with the meat. And when he goes in, she goes in after him and starts to prepare the meal while her husband goes to nap in the loft. After a hard day's work. Yep, he's been hunting all day. So the cabin fills with a nice smell of roasting meat. And the wife is sorting through the berries that she found. Like, "Hmm, poison? Not poison. (laughs) Uh, Know the difference. When she hears a muffled cry... Followed by a final sounding crunch of breaking bones from the loft upstairs. Is this the husband who died? Uh, She's about to call out to him, but something in her stops her just in time to keep her from making any noise. And she slowly looks up to the loft and sees blood start to drip between the rafters from the place where the husband was sleeping. Probably fine. I think this is against ghost law. And gnawing, crunching, and slurping sounds start to fill the house. Hmm. So she pretends that she... Is the baby teething? Baby's still strapped to her back. <laughs> it could still make sounds. Or is it? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It could still make very large crunching and slurping echo sounds. How many babies have you hung out with? En- enough to know that that is a possibility. <laughs> the baby is asleep on her back. Is it sleep crunching? It might be sleep slurping, but the gnawing and crunching is coming from upstairs where the blood is leaking. Are they sure? Yes. Is she an unreliable narrator? As far as I'm aware, no. She's pretty sure that that's blood dripping from her husband and then the noises are coming from the loft. Okay. So she pretends to need something from a pack in a far corner where she can go look up into the loft without stepping up there or getting close. Who is she trying to fool? The ghost? Yeah, whatever's gnawing and crunching. <laughs> so she thinks she Don't can mind just, me, ghost. She can just play it cool. Yeah. Just gotta get my keys from my purse. <laughs> um, so she 
like goes over the peck and is fake rummaging around and risks a look up to the left and there she sees a skeleton with glowing red eyes sitting on the legs of her dead husband its teeth and chin covered in blood from its feast on the body i did not know that skeletons were into that this one is super into it it's all he lives for where does he pack it away does it just slop out Right, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he like, keeps it up in his skull cavity. Uh, so she sneaks back out of view before the skeleton sees her. And is quietly sick in the corner. Just real quick. Yeah. Take care of that. She's not thought to just leave. Uh, her daughter starts to stir on her back. And she knows she needs to get out soon before the baby wakes up. And <laughs> Blow this for me, baby. And, and, and Does she still her. have like pressing concerns inside this house dinner's not ready she knows she needs to be sneaky about getting away from this like her instinct is that she needs to deceive the creature into thinking she doesn't know anything's up so that it won't immediately come kill her sure so she calls up to the loft that she's going to fetch some water for broth for dinner and she goes and grabs the pail and just nonchalantly yeah, whistling, walks toward the stream. Da-da-da. Nothing's wrong. Everything's good. I love my husband almost as much as I love skeletons. <laughs> skeletons are my best friends. I hope I meet one one day and they're nice to me. <laughs> we'll play checkers. <laughs> um, as soon as she's hidden by the trees, though, she starts breaking into a run and heads on the footpath to the nearby village. Uh, her jo- daughter is jostled by this and wakes up and begins to wail at the top of her lungs. And in response to the wailing, a rending howl comes from the house as the creature realizes that they are escaping. <laughs> Children! <laughs> a rending wail. That is that is what it sounds like. The howl. It's like a ripping, tearing, horrible howl. Tear, just an awful sound coming from this house. In response to this baby crying, because the howl's coming from the skeleton. As as you would, I think. (laughs) As any bachelor would at hearing a child in his his den. She's gone now. Like, they're running in the woods. This is... Right. He hears the baby crying. Yeah, it's close enough to be a problem. Farther away than it should be, and close enough to be an issue. Ruined his dinner. Yeah. Anyway, she starts running as fast as she can, and the howls grow closer and louder. So she rips off one of her scarves, and she throws it behind her to slow the creature down by giving it something to maul. Giving it something to play with. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows. It now. won't be able to resist. Everyone, Can't help itself. Everyone knows that if a creature is after your life, it has to maul anything that has touched you on the way. Uh, this proves to be true, because the trees <laughs> rustle behind her, and she hears the creature stop the pursuit for a moment to shred the scarf in fury. To be fair, it doesn't have eyes. Yeah, it's just glowing red, so who knows what it can see. Uh, she keeps running, and her daughter is continuing to scream on her back. Just drop it. This, this kid, <laughs> it, yeah, this kid is dead weight. Just just click <laughs> click that backpack off. Leave it behind. It's just I mean, like in what every, is she going to toss next? It's like in every horror movie or anything with Dakota fanning as a small child it's just like sc- screaming and hollering and crying and being in trouble you are more familiar with dakota fanning's filmography than i am isn't she in the alien one of the alien movies the uh war of the worlds yeah was that her maybe the remake i'm assuming that that's 
Dakota Fanning as a child, and if not, then whoever that kid is has been in more than one thing, and she's been obnoxious in all of them. That is what this baby is. Casting this already. I don't care how old she is now. We're gonna strap her to a backpack and tie her to a woman, and she's gonna scream. I mean, I think I would too, (laughs) if you did that to me. But, like, acting. Because she's getting paid for it. Mm. I mean, if you want to pay me to be strapped to a woman, I'll do that too. You're not Dakota Fanning. You can't you can't earn money doing that like Dakota Fanning can. That's discriminatory. <laughs> not without an agent. Uh, I need my SAG card first. It's uh, typecasting. Get representation. Uh, every time the t- creature drew closer to her, she ripped off another article of her clothing to throw back and slow it down. So it took some time to rip all of these up. Um, but it is very, very fast, so it doesn't really matter. She is sobbing and exhausted and nearly out of hope. Uh, the infant is clinging to her hair, now silent in fear. Screamed itself right out. <laughs> um, and the monster's still gaining on her. She's out of clothing to shed other than the couple of items that are required to keep her decent enough to enter the village. Though at this point, why, why care? Modesty is important. Uh, the howls are very close now, and she can't run much further. She sees the lights from the Iroquois village, and despairing shouts out a distress cry. Um, she is relieved to hear it taken up by some women's voices just outside the wall, and then answered again by warriors inside. Uh, she can now hear the creature breathing behind her, and she summons the last of her strength to sprint to the edge of the village, and then her strength fails and she collapses. The monster is prepared to pounce on her, but the warriors burst through the gates, and the creature withdraws to the trees, and the warriors swing torches around trying to find it, and they get a glimpse of it moving through the trees, and it starts retreating a little further. Um, the mother is now sobbing on the ground, uh, unable to catch her breath or, or speak, and afraid that it's still coming. It's fair. Um, and the creature calls out from the trees, Today the luck was yours. We'll see what tomorrow brings. And then it vanishes. Uh, the women came to tent her. The warrior stood guard all night. And the next morning she had recovered enough to explain what happened. So the warriors go to investigate the, the hermit's house in the woods. And they find the husband dead in the loft with his neck broken and a gaping hole in his side. And they open up the coffin. And in it was the the skeleton with its mouth all covered in blood. And they said it was the most contented corpse they'd ever seen. Yeah, he had a good meal. So and a good jog afterwards. Burn those carbs. There, uh, horrified by this whole thing, they set fire to the cabin to prevent. Finally, this vampire <laughs> okay. should have done that in the first place. <laughs> this vampire hermit from harming anyone else. And they post warriors at all the exits. Uh, the flames grow in the house, and a terrible howl cries out from the loft. Yo, I was napping! Um, <laughs> I'll so. deck you in, mate. <laughs> Swear on me, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so with the warriors posted at all exits there, they think they've got it covered, but a long, low figure leaps through the flames and out the back window. It looks sort of like a jackrabbit, but it has completely inhuman howls coming from it. These horrible noises. It's dodging their war clubs, and it escapes into the woods. The warriors pursued it, but they could not catch it. Perhaps it learned its lesson, because it never bothered them again. Or, perhaps, it was just waiting out in the woods, gathering its strength. It's biding its time until we forget how to use fire. Or until we forget its story. Well, count yourself lucky, listeners. 
We just bought you some more time. <laughs> we came close here because it was... <clears throat> yeah, it was coming up on it. It's tough to find, so now more people know the story and the vampire hermit will be less likely to attack out of the woods or lure its victims. Don't go to sleep in weird houses. Rule number one, stay away from cabins in the woods. <laughs> We've been over this. Shall we discuss? Yeah. What was that guy's beef? He really hated women and children. Yeah, why? He never said why this specific curse was being placed on his abode. And it didn't matter. And it didn't affect the woman or the child. I mean, it, it would have. But well, it they affected not... it affected the man. It exacted first. its toll on him first, probably due to proximity. Yeah, I think that was a, a murder of convenience. Yeah. So, okay, I I kind of expected it to pass the man up and go for the actual intruders. They would do a secret handshake and then chase the lady out of the building as bros <laughs> before hoes. <laughs> <laughs> they just team up. Yeah. Like, you know what? You're right, skeleton. You Get make... out of here, wife. <laughs> you make some excellent points, skeleton. I hadn't thought about it that way. I'd never thought about men's rights like that, let's, skeleton. Let's start a subreddit after we <laughs> eat my wife. <laughs> Bitches do be tripping. Um, oh, maybe the presence of a woman or a child would just wake it up. And then it just kills whatever. Yeah. Assuming they're all they're all to blame in part. And theoretically, from its warning to her at the end of that, it stays awake. Yeah. A I woman. Guess so. Woman passes through the threshold, and it's that's yeah. <laughs> they're done. So now, now he <clears throat> is out for her blood, regardless of where she is. Yeah, I was gonna say his jurisdiction is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So he and... he was awakened. Apparently, there is no statute of limitations. Evidently. Really, there's very little due process in all of this. You just hope have to hope that you're not somehow a descendant of this woman and her child. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Who can say? It's possible. What if he's already at work in the States? Like, at the DMV? No, I mean, like, murdering people. Um, is what that if- Bigfoot? Probably not. We've all been getting it wrong. It's not a hairy creature at all. It's, it's actually just entirely a skeleton. Skeletal. I'm just saying, there are lots of unsolved murders out there. Yep. In New York? Yeah, I'm sure, yes. I can't count the number of cold cases in New York that all have a chunk taken out of the, their sides <laughs> and broken necks. If this were going to happen somewhere, I think it would be Florida now. Maybe that's where I migrated to blend in. With the other, with those about to die. Where in this country is the most skeletal population? (laughs) Show me to your oldest. Where was I not noticed someone occasionally covered in blood from the mouth down? Florida's it. Do whatever you want. Seemingly. I'm just seeing this skeleton in like a lineup now. Like a police station. The witness points out some other old person and just, like, pumps its fist. Got him again. <laughs> Still alive. 
Then it turns into a jackrabbit and disappears. <laughs> so what do you um, think? Like, this hermit knew what he was about. He knew what he was not about. Yeah. Well, but he we have not we we have no knowledge of what he enjoyed in life. We only know what he hated. He gave the warning before he died. Mm-hmm. He did. I wonder if that was a like, hey, just for your own good, know that I was cursed by something or other, or well, I ate a weird berry from around my I mean, house. It probably might, should have said as much. I mean, it might not have been voluntary on his part. Like he either. Was, that was going to happen regardless of what he wanted. He was just trying to warn people. That's one option. Or the other option is, no, I, f- I fucking hate women and children. Do not let them in my house or I will come back and feast on their flesh. It could be why he was a hermit in the first place. Because he hated women and children or no, because he was cursed? because he was cursed by these strange berries that you have proposed. He could also be and a if hermit. And if a woman or child came near him, his skeleton would burst forth and chase them. So oh. he just lived on his own. Well, the lodge burial is interesting, and I had to go hunt through some anthropology papers to find a legitimate source on this, uh, which was dry, but interesting. Uh, turns out this is not unheard of, so it wasn't just made up for this story. Lodge mm-hmm. burials happened. It was just a really rare thing, uh, and I think conflated by people. As to how often it happened, because mm-hmm. in the in the paper it was saying like this isn't a thing that was common, as though defending against the belief that it was. Um, why why did it take place? What reason was provided? Well, the normal, if not like a common practice, I he didn't go into that. It was the paper that I could find that was legitimate was Seems. A, a comparison of different. Uh, Iroquois nations. Seems a little weak to say that, like, they didn't do it this often, but I'm not going to tell you why they did do it. Look, That's not interesting. Look, I had an abstract and a summary <laughs> to work mm-hmm. with. I think the more common one from a, a couple different places was like laying out on some kind of platform thing out in the open so people could kind of keep an eye on the corpse during the morning period because there had been instances of corpse coming, corpses coming back after death, which happens even today because people aren't that great at telling when other people are dead, turns out, yeah. even with modern medicine. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so this was just in case, like, the, the mortician had made a whoopsie. Right, like, <laughs> they leave him out and then... After a certain number of days, I think something else happens, and then decom- decomposition, they let that occur naturally before burying it, and burial rites became more complicated as time went by. This was mostly talking, like, describing grave sites, so not the most helpful. But lodge burial happened, very uncommon. Do not know... Only by request. Do not know why it happened, or... And it's noted in the story that it was an old burial custom that was out of favor. And so it was unusual for him to ask for this in the first place. And I'm thinking, if he knows that he's likely to come back and feast on people, and he doesn't want that to happen, he would not choose a burial that is likely to make it possible. He would ask to be cremated or buried elsewhere. Yeah. Like, Unless that is specifically what he wants to happen. Right. So it might not be a warning as in, no, don't do this. I don't want this to happen. 
It might be the crotchety old man sitting outside of his hermit lodge saying, No women, no children. No, I'm saying he chose that burial method because he wanted to come back as a flesh-rending skeleton. Or he knew he was going to come back as a flesh-rending skeleton and he wanted that to be hunky-dory and easy on him. Right. Exactly. And, and he seeded his return through reverse psychology. Don't come out here, ladies. No women or children in here. No girls allowed. Bad stuff might happen. And he knew by horror story logic that that is the first thing that would occur. That wasn't the first thing. There were a bunch of hunters as who stayed fa- in there. As far as the story's concerned, that's where the story begins. Yeah, because there's no stories here. Some hunters stayed in an abandoned lodge and there was a kind of creepy coffin. But they got a lot of deer, so that was good. Yeah. It's a story. It's not a good one. Like The children thing I can understand. The story went into it. That baby wailed. And, you know, if you're... It was worthless. If, if you're introverted to the point of hermitude... You don't want that noise. <laughs> but the the but woman he, thing... he is willing to pursue to enforce this beyond beyond the area where it could bother him. Right. Like her her instinct in the house was that if he if the skeleton creature knew she was there or that she knew that he was there and was trying to escape that death would come that much quicker. Mm-hmm. So the the malice is strong. <laughs> and Yeah. Seems like. Um, so maybe a lady done did him wrong before his death. Yeah, I don't know. So the strong rage to pull him back into a vampiric skeletal monster form. Forever. Right. Presumably. Triggered by the the arrival of a woman and or a child. Any other mysteries? Why do creatures have to maul random articles of clothing? Because they smell good. Seems counter to the hunt. Just completionists. It's like if a deer dropped some poop or shed an antler on the way, and the wolf pack was like, hold on a second, we gotta claw this up real good. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Maybe it's just a misunderstanding of how living beings work. Maybe. By the transitive property, I'll do damage to her. Maybe the reason why he didn't like women and children was because of the things that they wore. (laughs) And so destroying what she left behind was equally as important to him as killing her. Wear trousers! (sighs) I mean, that that corroborates why he murdered that beta bitch husband first. (laughs) Why? Because he had been corrupted by this woman and child. Ah. was no longer a proud hunter. Yeah. He, was, he was in service to this woman and child. He took the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> he was totally a blue pill. And therefore had to go. Implied consent. Yes. I think. It's like, if this guy were in his right mind, he would want to be killed. Because he would know. And we... Well, like, what was the first sound that was made? So like a terrible... Ripping howl noise. So we don't know if they had like a pleasant chat beforehand, <laughs> where where the it's skeleton true. laid out his points. It's true. They might have talked claim. it over. Yeah. And then he went to business. Yeah, all she heard was a muffled cry from presumably her husband, followed mm-hmm. by the the crunch of bone. 
and then gnawing and slurping and stuff. Would this thing die if it was allowed to kill her or her descendant or whatever? Would it just stop and die again? I don't know. Or maybe it would get a taste for lady blood. Or is it just awake and will kill women and children indefinitely? Until one of them figures out how to break bones. The warning was just, if a woman or child stays in my house, terrible things will happen. Yeah, there's no... There was there was, was no cap on that. <laughs> he didn't specify what, either. Right. But there's no quota listed. Yeah, there. there's, there's no sell-by date. There's no terrible thing will happen, and then, like... <laughs> Three unless days later, unless cool. after this date. <laughs> be nice if you could write down what you can expect. Like a bulleted list of everything that will go wrong yeah. and dated. We just need an FDA for hauntings. Yeah. Could help. And curses and could stuff. Could range from like having your, bar- your body torn apart and eaten by a skeleton to... If, if within this proximity of yeah. Catalyst... That's sounding more like a contract. Yeah. By entering this area, you agree to participate in whatever haunting ensues. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the cabin in the woods. It's basically the cabin in the woods. So, let's get a spooktrometer reading. Hmm. How does this compare to our other tales this October? What are, what are our metrics before we let the machine decide for us? Of what is spookiest? Yeah. Um, we have your classic ghost story with a juniper tree. Mm-hmm. Ghost revenge story. Your classic beheading. Yeah, sure. And your classic... Yeah, there's. it's a gore ghost revenge story. With that one. And then uh, Flannel Woman is pure gore shock value. Yeah, it's the human centipede entry. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the monster that yeah. it just is. Lovecraftian. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're the Lovecraft. Your tale was the hangover part four. What? What? <laughs> oh, right, because, yeah, because you think he's drunk. Yeah, basically. So what when is this one in the horror lexicon? This seems like, I mean, does a cabin in the woods story, does that not count? I guess, yeah. Seems like... Um, it seems more Ridley Scott-esque. Does it? How? In a way. Like How so? People, people hear a thing that they shouldn't do, they do the thing, and are <laughs> then forever hounded by a monster. This is, this is Alien. Or Prometheus. Didn't see it. Same deal. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of the plot of Alien. This is basically the plot of Alien. Basically. This is exactly the plot of Alien, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Just with Iroquois people and a, and a, and a <laughs> glowing skeleton instead of an alien in space. So is Alien more scary than The Hangover 4? <laughs> well, put like that, it's a little misleading. Um, Question seems loaded. I don't know. Both, both have merits, I think. They're both kind of monster chase tales. That's true. The biggest difference is that, well, I guess not. I guess in in the last one, they did pretty much prove it to be a real thing. Like, there was some initial doubt over whether it had happened at all, and then they confirmed that it did happen. 
I mean, they confirmed it without forensics, but we won't get into that again. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> their their lab work was not super complete. I I don't know. I don't know. Which gave you the spookiest feelings? I mean, I don't want to meet this skeleton. <laughs> I'll start by saying hand. that. Do you want to meet a man whose head is gone and replaced by a ball of seaweed? Will presumably also kill you. Yeah, both are going to kill well, you. drown you. Yeah, I don't want to drown, that but one, I'm not near water right now. That one will, will drown you, and this one will snap your neck and then feast on your body. I might have more of a fighting chance with the Drogon. You think so? At least right here, Just right staying now. away from water? If, <laughs> if you presented me with two boxes, <laughs> one of them had a skeleton in it, and the other one had a Drogon... <laughs> And the Drogon would try to drag me to water somewhere. <laughs> I might have a better fighting chance there. That is true. I would have more time anyway. Like even I would ha- even if I couldn't win, I would have more time to like come to terms with what was about to happen. <laughs> Make your peace with it. Exactly. I would go through okay. the stages of grief being dragged down the road okay. to the nearest water source. Just probably just a small creek somewhere. Exactly. Sure. How fast were the Drogon? Well, they were going to overtake this, this drunk man, man who was running. So presumably they are faster than a a young, like a 20-something-year-old man can run. But we don't know if they had advantage in snowy terrain. I'm going to assume so. That they could move with a little more ease than he could through snow? I would think so. So this this so is coming down to it. survival. Yeah. Like which one which one do you have the best chance of surviving? Right. Right. We have kind of an unreliable narrator in the Drogon tale cuz that guy was blitzed. Yep. So we don't know how straight he was running either. Does not say. I'm going to presume that the skeleton is strong despite not having muscles. It did break a man's neck pretty and, quickly and kept up with a pretty good sprint also. Yeah. Let's say that it is fast. For some reason, I imagine it on all fours yeah. when it's running. It does not describe its run, but it's... like it, it has time to maul her garments one by one. Tomb of the Giants nonsense. And still yeah. like breathe down her neck toward the end there. But it's not going to take on a bunch of warriors. Not a bunch. Just one. But I did like the image of... Of just catching a glimpse of it moving in the trees by firelight and then... And then also smashing through a window to escape the fire. Right. And just calling out, you got lucky. <laughs> Screw you! But tomorrow might be different. Just know that I'm going to keep hunting you. Which which is better? Knowing for sure that something is going to keep hunting you or not being sure if it's still out there? Would you rather would you rather have the certainty of knowing that you have to prepare for that or the uncertainty of not knowing if you can let your guard down or not? I don't know. I think that ignorance is bliss. In the Drogon case, I'm not sure that I would be convinced that they were after me specifically or if it was just a matter of wrong place, wrong time. Mm. Like that they would necessarily keep hunting me or if it was just... Mm. And also in that case, I can just tell myself... It worked itself out. Everything is fine. <laughs> Boy, that was kooky. Sure. Back to drinking. <laughs> you, you can. Uh, I think I think the uncertainty would 
would get to me after a while. There's uncertainty in this, too, though, because he escapes the fire, they think, and they don't know... He does. They know he does. And right? They're not sure. It looked like a drag rabbit, but it screamed like something not human or animal. Um, so they're pretty sure that it's him, but you know that he's going to come back. He didn't bother them for the rest of their live lives, but... You do know, then, because he kept bothering them, and no. also he said he would. He didn't bother them. Not at all? No, he never disappeared and he never came mm-hmm. back. But he said, I will, like, I'll be waiting, right? Uh, well, what... We'll see. You were lucky today. We'll see what tomorrow will bring. Well. So I would be. Hold on. He saw what tomorrow brought. It was his cabin on fire. And he said, (laughs) all right, you win. (laughs) That's two in a row. I'm out. I mean, hindsight's 20-20. But if you're like in that situation, your husband's (laughs) been snapped and eaten. You just barely escaped with your life. This thing told you it's coming back for you at some point. They set fire. Not at some point. Tomorrow. Right. Well, it's coming back to you, for you. <laughs> so you I've... think it said, we'll see what tomorrow brings, but after that I'm done. Like, it's it's tomorrow or nothing. I'm saying that up until this point, he has been very specific in his verbiage. I guess so. And so I'm... I have no reason to not believe him when he says, we'll see what tomorrow brings. That's, that's fine. That's how you deal with that situation. <laughs> I would assume that if tomorrow did not bring my getting eaten by this thing the thing would again say third time's the charm or then keep going so knowing that he's already threatened to come back and and kill me and my screamy daughter and then warriors go set fire to the house and they come back and they're like something escaped from there we're not sure if it's him but it did howl pretty horribly seemed like a jackrabbit sounded nuts probably fine not a big deal. That <laughs> uh, I would then be worried and looking over my shoulder for the rest of my life for this thing to come back. Whether it needed to gather its power again, Voldemort style, or... <laughs> or it was just waiting. Do you think that it spent too long <laughs> creating horcruxes? <laughs> and she just passed away. <laughs> just crafting them. Of in, normal causes. And she died, she's like, damn it. <laughs> now I have to follow this bloodline. <laughs> Anyway, um, I I don't know. I I like I like both of these last two. Yeah, I think they're they're similar. Scary. Um, I have I have convinced myself the other way now. What you do this all the time? Yeah, because initially I said I would go Trogan because I could I had more time. Uh huh. On this mortal coil. Okay. If it was dragging me to a water source, okay. but like I said. I think the skeleton's true to his word, and he's done. So you're you're now going to trust blind faith mm-hmm. that this man-eating skeleton monster, <laughs> wakened by the presence of a woman and child, like he said he would be, <laughs> means only exactly what he says. Yes, nothing more. I I have no reason to not believe that. I I feel like it is up to you. <laughs> Because I I submitted, we have each submitted one right. or two. Yes, in, I am I am the deciding factor. Yeah, in this. so I'm assuming we're both a little biased. I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased, and you've got them both ways. Yeah, so, so this I, might be a tie. So it, it rests on you. Which which one, like forty years from now, is is gonna 
is going to come and kill me. <laughs> is is going to still be with you. Which story? Which, which one is going to make you afraid? Which will wake you up out of a dead sleep at night. I mean, I don't like water as a person. Right. So the Drogon gets under my skin in that way. And like I said, I think the skeleton is done with, with his business. I really do. You think he just I think said, he's not like, a threat anymore. So you think he basically just went, eh, I'll give it one more day. And then yes, after that he, he just... He said, we'll see what tomorrow brings. And it brought more suffering for him. And he's like, it's not worth it. He can't afford a third strike. Alright, so... The podcast has decided that the Drogon are scarier. If you, the viewer, feel that one of the other stories we've told... What does um, the machine say, though? That's true. We need to let Cold Heart well, Science decide this for us. Should we wait for votes to come in? We can make Facebook polls, right? Yeah. I, I kind of want to run a poll first well, before well, releasing scientific numbers. Fine, but what... What rating does this one receive by its own merits, at least? This one? Yeah. This one... Before you put in a compare and contrast into the machine... Right, which will be what complicated about... anyway. Right. It's a lot of algorithms to run. But what does this one get on its own? And what, this... is, what does the last one get? <laughs> uh, this one is just giving me a sequence of green dots. Interesting. Have you ever seen that before? Could be binary. Could also be a very small portion of a Pac-Man game. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Did you add third-party software to the spectrometer <laughs> and, and yes. burst its warranty? I, I hacked it. <laughs> God damn it! Did <laughs> we're, we're never gonna get a refund on I this now. All Why the did games you... on it. Why did you jailbreak our spookometer? <laughs> There's a lot of good extra stuff that the manufacturer doesn't let you have. You can get every game on it if you just, like, take off a chip of the hard drive or whatever. (laughs) The one that locks them. Just shave that off and glue a new one in there. Um, So that could go either way. Uh, last, Last week, I think... I don't remember. Did we actually say a... Like a straight up rating? I don't know. I feel like we if we did, it didn't make sense. Probably not. None of these are comparable <laughs> to each other. It's <laughs> on purpose. Um, Just concoct some metric then. I can't remember one. Um, last week it gave me a, a printout of the same face juxtaposed with different objects. A lot of them did look mad though. It was like a Voigt-Kampf test? Kind of. It was It was trying to communicate how it was feeling. Hmm. It was set to um, simulate human emotions. Interesting. And, and give data in that form, because that's a very, very reliable way. What, is that, what does that look like on the knob? <laughs> the output knob? What is the human expressions results symbol? <laughs> It's just a little guy waving. <laughs> just giving a thumbs up. It's, you know, like the Ikea guy who teaches you how to build things? Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Okay. Did we get this from Ikea? Or did we get parts of it from Ikea and jailbreak hack them together? Or was it from the black market Ikea? 
the deep we'll say, web IKEA. We'll say it is. It is. Its make is Northern European in origin, <laughs> but it's very high quality. Fair enough. All right, listeners. <laughs> They're the ones with all the spook scientists. No, but what? What did it get this time? You said what it got last time. It's green dots. Oh, that's right. a whole row of them. There's a lot of them. If that tells you anything, it helps. Well, listeners, with our spooktrometer jailbroken into ineffectiveness, <laughs> we rely on you to tell us whether you thought the juniper tree, the flayed old woman, the drogon, or the hermit house were the most frightening story. You should put put like the stand on there too. Just another option. For another option. It would be scarier. These four or Cujo. <laughs> How does Cujo stack up to the stories that we told you? So scream out at us on Facebook and have a happy Halloween. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash WT folklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.